everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, this is Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How's it going, James? It's going pretty good. How are you? Doing good. Niners going to the playoffs. They're intense game. Oh man, yeah, it was a pretty wild one with the whatever it was, a couple minutes left and having to go down the field. I thought it was over, but yeah, it was a pretty crazy ending. Ask for a better one that's in the season, regular season anyways. Yeah, for sure. Survived to see another week. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to go over your trades from last week? Yeah. So last week, um, I was able to get into a position on FXI. Um, that is the China large cap ETF. Um, I sold the 35 put, and that is for the February monthly contracts. Um, looks like I'm up a little bit on that right now. I mean, there's a long ways to go until expiration, but it does look like a couple bucks have fallen off of that. So um, I'm profitable on that right now. And then um, X finally got its legs together. I've been holding shares on them. I think I bought them like, I can't remember if they were like around 22 or 23 bucks, I want to say. And then I kind of had a price target in mind to get out when they hit 30. And they made a pretty good rally, um, but didn't quite get up to that level. Then they had a big sell-off and a big move down. So I've been just kind of hanging out, waiting for them to rally up a little bit to where I could like sell a call, you know, maybe sell that 30 call or do something like that. And they finally made a pretty big move higher. I want to say one day last week, they may have been up even like 5 or 6% one day. So they made a nice rally higher there, and I was able to sell the 29 call. I know that's like a little bit below um, my price target that I wanted to dump the shares at, but the probability on it was like so low when I sold it that I kind of figured like, you know, they're not even going to, you know, uh, hit that by the January 14th. So that is a weekly uh, contract or weekly call expiring January 14th. Um, so yeah, if X does finish above 29 by January 14th, I'll lose my shares, but um, that's just a buck away from where I wanted to get out. So um, I'd be totally fine with that. Um, and then I was also able to look up the ticker right now because I don't even know what these are. Um, I was able to also sell a call on XLE. So this is an energy ETF um, and I sold the 62 call and they kept ripping so it looks like it's um i'm at a loss on it right now um but uh that thing doesn't expire until february 18th um so i got quite a while um to kind of see what happens um of course after i sold the call they went up into the overbought area <laughs> so that's why i'm down on it right now but um yeah last time they kind of got up into that overbought area um they kind of consolidated and then had a pretty big move down so i'm still feeling pretty comfortable with it and uh yeah those were my uh opening trades last week i did not have any closing trades all right mine's gonna be short and sweet i had 
just three closing trades. I didn't get into anything. There's a couple things I put on orders and they didn't get filled. And I was just, I've been so freaking busy with work and then uh, I got sick and it's been running through my house. So just been a mess. Um, so I had three closing trades. One was my WDC call spread I had on. I ended up closing that early for was I believe 75% profit because those guys, WDC and STX I had open and both of them were absolutely ripping and they'd go like deep in the money, then drop out. And it was just like way too volatile and WDC going into uh, the end of the week. But when I was at 75% profit, it was just too close to the money. So I was like, you know, I'm closing out right now. I'm not even going to deal with the stress of this one. So I closed that one out. And then I had uh, two that I went max profit on. I didn't have to close them out on. And that was the uh, call spread I had on CF, which was way out of the money. That thing was just dumped immediately after I sold the calls. But uh, at that point, no one was interested in buying the calls back. So I just had to sit there and wait for it to expire. Uh, and then STX also expired. Uh, that was the call spread I had on. It expired Friday out of the money. So went for three for three this week, but you know, not a whole lot of profit in it because I only had those three trades on. Nice. Sounds like a pretty good week. I was just looking at uh, STX um, and CF and um, yeah, it's funny how that works out. Like so often, once those things um, get up into the overbought area on the daily, if you just go out and sell a call, you know, most of the time, yeah, you have that fat pullback. I'm looking at STX right now, and that thing sold off um, pretty good down to right around the 21 day EMA on the daily chart. And then, um, yeah, CF was looked like even maybe a bigger dump it was all the way up around 75 and then um what are we looking at here seven red days in a row so yeah it looks like you sold a call uh against cf at the perfect time yeah we could do it i was thinking about doing a topic on this maybe uh, next week or something when i was looking at this cf trade and that's uh, kind of when do you close out of trades? And a lot of people, like on the internet, a lot of people talk about, you know, closing at 50% profit. And this would be like a perfect example of it. I, yeah, I went max profit on it. But this thing dumped immediately after I sold the calls. So that capital was tied up for an entire week. Like I could not close out of it for any like decent profit because it was just so far out of the money. People were asking stupid prices. The bid ask spread was way too wide. It was just dumb. So had I done it like early on when I was at 50% profit, you know, quickly in the trade, which was God, probably like two or three days after opening it, I uh, could have had that capital put towards other things. And, you know, in my case, it didn't really matter because I didn't have a lot of trades on. So I had plenty of capital. I just didn't use it. But like if you're, you know, in an account where you're using every cent of your capital, then, you know, maybe closing out early would be the ticket because you could immediately roll that into, you know, your next trade. Yeah, I guess it all depends on how active you want to be, too. Um, I know a lot of my monthly contracts, I'll just let them sit and ride unless I need to free that capital, like, at random. But, yeah, I know other people like to get in there and, like you're saying, get out at a certain profit target and then to move on to the next thing. But um, yeah, that's a good point when you're trading something that 
you know, may not be too liquid or something, you might be stuck in that situation. So uh, you picked a good fun topic uh, for this week. You wanted to go over some fun uh, Reddit trades, huh? Yeah, um, I know last week we kind of changed things up a little bit with kind of telling some crazy short squeeze stories that have happened in the market. And um, I was thinking about the Irony Man uh, Robin Hood box spread. Um, I know a lot of people are going to know about that, but maybe there'll be, you know, some listeners out there that don't know about that story. And pretty much this uh, user by the name of Irony Man on Reddit's Wall Street Bets, um, he was the reason that you can't trade box spreads on Robinhood anymore. So I think um, Robinhood in the first place was, um, you know, they don't, they didn't have, it's a little better now, but definitely at the time they didn't have the best risk management strategies. Like they weren't even protecting themselves correctly because there was this user, Irony Man, and I think he only had like $5,000 in his account and he was able to put on a trade that essentially put him at risk of losing uh, 200 and I think it was like $220,000 or something like that in the ballpark. And, you know, if you look at like other uh, brokerages and stuff like maybe E-Trade or TD Ameritrade or, you know, some of those more established um Brokers, they're not going to, if you only have $5,000 in your account, they're not going to let you put on a trade that's going to risk 200 grand. But, you know, Robinhood in its infancy, <laughs> you know, not really having some of uh, the same uh, checks and balances in place, they let this guy put on this, you know, this box spread trade. And it was a bunch of contracts. Um, it wasn't just a single contract trade. I can't remember what it was. I don't know if it was like 500, whatever it was. It was a bunch. And Essentially, the box spread, um, you know, at a basic level is like an arbitrage play. So if you have like a five wide box spread um, and you're able to, um, let's say you're able to buy the five wide box spread for four dollars or, you know, four hundred and ninety nine bucks, um, you're essentially guaranteed a dollar of profit um, because of the width of the spreads. Same thing if you go out and you're able to sell a five wide box spread for like more than $500. Um, let's just say you can sell it for 501. You're essentially guaranteed a buck there if you don't have any commissions or contract fees or anything like that on a platform like Robinhood. So it's really like an arbitrage play and you're trying to make a little bit of money. Um, you know, you're not taking on a ton of risk. Um, typically, so that's kind of what it is. And so this irony man user on Wall Street Bets was like, all right, I found this box spread play. And I think it was on UVXY, I want to say. And it's like based on, I think, VIX futures or something, but finds this play and he's like, all right, I can put on, you know, X amount of contracts. And I think I'm like guaranteed, I think it was like a long-term play. I want to say the contracts expired like two years out or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. And I think he plugged the numbers into an options calculator and it showed him that you put on this trade, you wait for two years and you're going to walk away with 38 grand. So he's like, man, look at this. You know, there's no real risk here. I'm doing an arbitrage play. You know, I can't really lose money. And, you know, I'm, you know, possibly going to make 38 grand. 
So he goes off of this calculator and puts this trade on and like um, it's kind of true that he he could walk away with money in the end after two years or whatever it was until the expiration if they would have been European style options because on the European style options you can't exercise early. You know, those if you get a short contract like a short call or a short put and it goes in the money on European style options that can't be exercised. So you can't be short something um, or I guess long something in the case of a put. Um, but so he didn't realize that and Robinhood let him put the trade on. So what happens is some time passes and you know, some of the short legs go in the money and whoever um, was along those contracts, they exercised. And it essentially uh, caused Robinhood to close out of the position. And I think it was like a $54,000 loss or something. And the position was out. And that kind of, um, you know, made Robinhood realize we don't want to allow people to do this anymore. We need to have better like checks and balances because like, again, if it was the European style, like whatever, you know, nothing's going to get exercised early. But, you know, when you're doing options trades like, um, you know, on face value, a spread looks pretty basic. Like if it's a five wide spread and you grab 100 bucks to sell it, you're like, OK, my max risk is 400 if you don't consider things like exercise or assignment, you know, things get a little trickier, things get a little messier um, when you have to think about those things um, or those things come into play, they happen to you. So um, yeah, I just know that was a, you know, real big uh, story that, you know, went viral and uh, yeah, that's why you can no longer go in and uh, <laughs> trade box spreads on Robinhood. I think they even have some uh, documentation if you look it up and, they kind of explain, you know, essentially they don't explain that exact story, but they kind of tell you um, this is why we don't allow you to trade uh, box spreads in Robinhood anymore. Yeah, he. that seems like Robinhood did a whole lot of that, you know, trying to come up real quick, trying to gain, you know, as many users as they could uh, as quickly as they could. So they kind of work like you were talking about risk management for themselves basically just kind of threw that aside and we're like yeah well come on over people they dealt with this kind of crap a lot and uh the story i want to talk about was the user control the narrative otherwise known as good and i'm sure as everyone's seen the video uh he managed his original deposit in robin hood was only two grand and he found a way to uh, leverage the money by buying AMD uh, shares and then selling covered calls on it and somehow leveraged up to uh, $48,000 in his account where he bought a crap load of uh, Apple puts going into earnings because he just knew they were going to dump and he recorded himself <laughs> watching the earnings call and his account and it just immediately boom dumps and he was on the line for you know, $48,000 that he didn't have. And that's when he made that good noise and that just went viral. That's one of my favorite videos ever. Oh man, I can't, I want to say I saw that, but I'm not sure. I remember watching a video of a guy, I think he's like in a car or something. And he's that's sharing, it. yeah, he's sharing the screen and then it's the little Robin Hood chart and then it just 
yeah, you just see the money disappear like, <laughs> like instantly. And that was another, um, I didn't look too deep into that one, but I remember seeing the video and that's another one where um, Robin Hood just let people leverage up way more than they should. Yep. <laughs> they were good at yeah, they've had a lot of a lot of stuff going on. I think there was even the one guy that like committed suicide because he thought he had lost like almost eight hundred grand or something. And I want to say he had like a fraction of that in his account. So yeah, I just I guess that's one of the real you know one of the reasons why these commission free platforms are not always up to the standards of something like thinkorswim yeah i mean i remember when i first started trading options it was with Robinhood. i didn't know what the hell an option was and i just clicked apply you know trade options i watched a few videos and i was like leverage and you can make money and stuff so i got to thinking about it and Robinhood didn't give a damn if i knew what a call or a put was they they were just like eh, sure you want to trade them so you know that's how i got into options but for me i you know when i my money's on the line i researched the hell out of it after that so then that's when you know my education started with options and they did the same thing to me uh pretty early on <clears throat> i had a spread on snap and i ended up losing on the trade but uh, going into expiration that Friday, I like evening, I look at my Robinhood account and it shows that I'm down like, or I'm negative $14,000 or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, I hope this gets fixed by Monday. Cause I don't know what's going on. Or I knew what was going on that I had lost on the spread, but I was like, okay, so they exercised it and, uh, hopefully they're going to take care of the other end of this. So yeah, it was just a, Robin Hood's a mess. That's why, you know, no offense to them and anyone that thinks they're a great company, but I wouldn't mind seeing them go bankrupt. Yeah, I've seen that too, because I did a little bit of trading in Robin Hood. I just wanted to check it out. And uh, yeah, I've seen those insane numbers. Like when I've had stuff in the money on spreads and stuff, you'll like go in on the weekend before everything clears out and you'll see some insane number like that. Like, like all of a sudden you're down like a hundred grand or I don't know, some insane amount, but um, yeah, I thought that would be, you know, cool to just kind of tell a few of those stories. Um, you know, if people that are listening to this aren't aware of those. Yeah. And then we could go on and on. There's a million of them. Wall Street bets is gold. If you need a little laugh. <laughs> right. For sure. All right, man. Uh, did you have any tickers you were looking at getting into next week? Um, I know I hit uh, XLE, so maybe XLF. I may have been talking about this one for a few weeks on the uh, on the podcast the last couple of weeks, but I have not gotten trade on XLF yet for the February monthlies. And you know what? Looking at it, it is at an all time high. It looks, or at least an all you know a high on the daily chart. So it is overextending to the top the rsi is at 65 right now so i'm liking the call side on xlf so that'll probably be a good trade um and then what else do i got on here looks like for xlre i don't have a trade there either 
for February monthlies, and they have made a pretty good move down. Um, looking at the daily chart, they hit a high of around 52, and then they moved all the way down to 49. So looks like they might have some kind of support uh, fairly long term around the 48 level. So I might sell a put on XLRE, and that looks to be a real, uh, yeah, real estate ETF. So I'll probably be looking at those tickers. Nice. Um, yeah, one, I and I'm more than likely not going to trade it, but, you know, I've been telling you about it and I've been doing the YouTube videos on it, and that's uh, ABCT. I expect mm. these guys to make a big move next week because, you know, if you watch the videos on YouTube, I've been talking about this triangle pattern, and they are trading absolutely perfectly within this pattern. Like, I'll look at it uh, in the morning, and they'll break out above it, and then I'll be like, okay, they finally, you know, broke above. And then end of the day, boom, they closed right inside the triangle. Uh, on Friday, they closed or they kind of gapped down. And I was like, okay, they're making a move down. It, you know, we're almost at the end of this triangle. They're finally making the move down. Now we're going to start finding some other trend lines. And sure enough, I look at it at the end of the day, they made like a 9% jump and traded inside the triangle again. And we're to the point, unless they doji for like two days straight, the bulls or bears are going to have to take control of this thing. And I'm I'm expecting a big move either up or down. Don't know which way it's going, but it's going to, I expect a big move out of these guys next week. Yeah, I think you've been sending me the uh, screenshots and stuff of that triangle and kind of what it's trapped within. And um, yeah, I guess, you know, once it busts out of that triangle, like you're saying, you're going to know um, where it's going to go. I'm just looking at the weekly chart right now. And I do see about a month or five weeks ago, maybe, they did have a big bull in golf. Um, then they pulled back a little bit and started to rally up a little bit again. Um, they're still rejecting on the week on the weekly chart, like the 21-day EMA. So there's like a lot of wick sticking out and it's really like resisting that level. Um, but definitely in the short term, going from like 84 cents up to 234 is like definitely a move in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, which trend line gets rejected and where it goes. Yeah, like I said, it's got to move somewhere. It, it can't doji for, I mean, there's two more days left max if they just stay right at the point and i don't i don't think they will so yeah i'm expecting a big move out of these guys there's one more but i don't remember what the hell it was give me one second let me pull up my dude that end of trend scanner has been tits for me that's the one i've been trading off a lot of ah crap one of the tickers fell off of it um look up yeah yeah, I remember you had sent it to me after I had put a trade on. I think it was on EWW. Um, can't remember when I check out when I got into that trade. So I'm just kind of curious because they're definitely still flattening out. Um, they've had, let me see here. Looking at the weekly, let me go back to the daily. Yeah, they're definitely starting to consolidate. Let me see when I put on that trade because I'm kind of curious now. Um, because I looked at it and I didn't even know it hit that scanner. And um, where was my EWW trade? Um, I believe that's the one. Yeah, okay. 
So I got into that one on December 29th. Okay, so that's when they were trading. Looks like they closed on that day at about $50. And yeah, they've been pretty much running between 50 and 51. They've been hitting some consolidation for sure. Um, so yeah, so far, I mean, EWW hitting that into trend is looking pretty good on my my trade. Yeah, I just pulled it up and it's got a FXY looks good to sell uh, puts on. FXY, okay. So then it's thinking that downtrend maybe is over. Yeah, looks like it's gonna start making a move up. I think it's got a breakthrough. No prices is about eighty one thirty four level. Mm-hmm. And then I would that probably make a move up to I don't know maybe eighty two. What is this a bond or, or oh Japanese yen? Okay. okay, I was gonna say that price action super freaking tight. Yeah, I've never even looked at this ticker to, before to be honest. But yeah, they're that de- definitely recently went into the oversold on the daily and uh, yeah, selling pressures. Looks like it's starting to slow down. Yeah. All right, man. That's all I had. Cool. Yeah. I don't think I had anything else. All right. No website news. I'm still working on that freaking uh, squeeze indicator. Can't figure out how to get it fixed yet. But uh, yeah, like I said from last podcast, once I figure it out, I'll definitely let everyone know. Sweet. All right, man. We'll see you on the next one. Cool. Catch you later, man. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos. You can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to WSTrades.com. Thanks again.